Headphones on, let's do this. Hey, do you know of a, uh, a podcast I could listen to that has nerd and comic books and stuff? I really can't find one. I say, you ever heard of the Nerd Dumb Podcast? I've never been more ready. He's got enough fingers to push the buttons. That's pretty cool. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nerd Dome <laughs> Podcast, episode 68. We're one away, guys. Nice. We're one away from the perfect number. We're, we're one, one away. One away from retirement. <laughs> that's it. Pretty that's much. the pinnacle. Pretty much. Is that uh, how you're going to retire? Yeah, that's pretty much how I'm going to retire. <laughs> that's my retirement He's plan just going right to fucking explode. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I'm your podcaster without fear, Luke, and I am joined with the Indes- Ava Deschwitz. The Ava. indecisive Ava Deschwitz. Ava Deschwitz. Hey, there we go. That wasn't bad. That was, that, that was, was better. Was that a good end? Yeah. Yeah. Ava yeah. I think you just have to be to PBS Radio. PBS or what? We are now defunded, so I have reduced <laughs> myself to this podcast. We are now defunded and have a gag order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Show's now produced from a shack. In the middle of nowhere with tinfoil walls so they can't track us. But they know. But they know. I am with Utah's Graphic Novel Book Club. Hello. I also represent the ASMR radio. Pod <laughs> ass which, which is also coincidentally produced in a shack. <laughs> so if I rub my beard Giggles. up against the mic, is that a hairy asthma? Yes. <laughs> Funny. I'm Giggles McGee. Giggles, <laughs> Giggles McGigglestein. Yeah, I'm the uncanny Ryab. I Ryab and Kennelly. Ha! Ah. Uh, 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 <laughs> swag hacker. Swag hacker. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, I am the agitated Kyle from Watch Play Read and the Utah Outcasts. He's back. I am back. He comes temporarily. And he I come and go. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes me <laughs> it takes yeah. me at least two weeks to recover. <laughs> he can never um. tell if he's coming or going. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty easy to tell. You know, it's, well, not when you hit, you know, 37. <laughs> <laughs> I am the punducer, Sam. I pundu, punduce, punducingly every pundit. <laughs> My beard got in the way. Shut up. <laughs> your hairy asthma. <laughs> My hairy asthma. <laughs> and now you can use your name that you okay. came up with last time. Well, I've had, I've, I used, I've been using it for years. Poodinger. <laughs> <laughs> like my PlayStation handle, everything, username for everything, Poodinger, Poodinger, Poodinger. Very rarely do I have to use Poodinger one because no one's Poodinger. <laughs> what what about Poodinger one? I, I must have signed up here before. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's like no it's like of this place. It's like that lucky bastard who got like anonymous at gmail.com. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. The first person who did it? Well played. Well played. Yeah, but at the same time that's probably That was like, me. That was me, I'm sorry. The worst <laughs> thing they could ever do because now they probably get nothing but spam emails all the time. Yeah, I don't think anonymous at gmail.com. <laughs> I don't think they care. <laughs> I think they're the ones spamming. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah, that's 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 what I would do. Okay, guys. So do you know um, Adam Warlock? Mm-hmm. Did, Everyone's. Did, did Kylie Kylie is this about the Peter Dinklage thing? No. Oh, Kylie no. his introduction. No. Yeah, Peter Dinger. That's it. Peter Dinger from the nerd store. There you oh, go. There, yeah. <laughs> penis. Penis. <laughs> <The> penis. Um. <laughs> <laughs> popsicles in my basement. <laughs> okay, so you guys all know popsicles. everyone's favorite glam rock space wizard. Dazzler? Glam rock space wizard, Adam Warlock. I thought you were going to say David Bowie. I thought it was, I was going to say Ziggy <laughs> Stardust. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now you're going to have to qualify. I say that's a, this everybody's second favorite. Okay. Okay. Losing out to Bowie's not bad. Isn't David Bowie and Adam Warlock the same well, person? Well, well I mean, they, they might be. See, see that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, I've never seen him in the same place <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Who would you want to see play Adam Warlock? Oh, David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. There we in go. In the movies, like upcoming movies. CGI so, David Bowie. CGI. <laughs> what about his codpiece? CGI that thing. CGI Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Any ideas? If it, I would. I would have also accepted Benicio del Toro, but he's already the collector. <laughs> you know. You know who I think should play him. I'm sure you're going to tell us. I'm going to. Johnny Alexander Skarsgård. Which one's that? Really? Eric from True Blood. Oh, okay. Tarzan. Because really? see him all glammed up, like with the eyes and the crazy oh, hair. He's he's, he's mm. got abs too. Abdominals. Oh, <laughs> Those are swabs. Swedish. Abs. What age range? <laughs> what 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 age range are we? I looking don't at here? think it matters because he's Adam Warlock. He he's can the be whatever, character. and you can keep recasting him every time he goes into his cocoon, like Doctor Who. Then I'm going to oh, go ahead. Wow. Gonna, oh, I'm Adam gonna, Warlock. The Doctor I'm going to go ahead and Warlock. say uh, Ewan McGregor. You and McGregor would be a good one, too. <laughs> he found someone who said that same thing. Right, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. He would who make a good I? space oh, wizard. I said, <laughs> I said Casper Van Dien. <laughs> no. Oh he God. needs one more movie before <laughs> no. he dies. One, one fucking more. Casper no. Van Dien. <laughs> no. Oh, Marvel, make it happen. <laughs> Resurrect Casper Van Dien's career. It'll be their greatest accomplishment. They tried ever. with Starship Troopers Marauder. <laughs> Fucking movie is shit. I've literally as never if, heard of that. As if all the That's other the one ones were Dude, Starship quality. Troopers, the first one was badass. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah. The book was good. I've heard good things about the book. The book, oh, was, the good. book was good. The book was good. The books are always better. I'm all pretentious the over here. The book was good. <laughs> the book was better. The book was better. Where's my latte? <laughs> I'm going to start yelling that at every movie I go to now. <laughs> the book was better. The book was better. That's going to be that's going to be my go-to comment to the studio reps. <laughs> Make an animated Care Bears movie. What do you think? The, the book, book was, was better. better. <laughs> like next Pixar movie. <laughs> there is no book, yeah? If yeah. there was... It'd fucking be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just look at you confused and you shah, just disappear. 
You throw a bomb on the ground and just made a smoke, and then you like throw your cape around yourself and disappear into oblivion. Smoke and fucking glitter. Because <laughs> he's fabulous. Because he's Adam Warlock. <laughs> Plot yes. twist. Adam Warlock, that's how he escapes things. He throws glitter in their face. He's like, Shazam! <laughs> just like down it goes and he disappears. Thanos is like, bro, really? Um, oh, what about baby Hemsworth? He might be a good Adam Warlock. Yeah. Good, yeah. Did I, I'm not a big fan of him, though. Yeah? Why? Did, did you say Nothing. baby? baby is, he, is he the one from uh-huh. Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. He's There's, dating Miley. That's, that Liam. was actually one of the ones I said, but <laughs> just joking. And then like. which is the one from, which is the brother on, that's on Westworld? Did anyone watch Westworld? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I There's don't know what that is. Third Hemsworth? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know there was a Hemsworth on it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's the like least the attractive guy. <laughs> he's the least attractive. You look at him and go, he looks a little like Thor. I, I, I'm going to have to look this shit up. Because <laughs> it's in your brain now. <laughs> is it well, kind of like is it kind of like on Supernatural where you have Sam and Dean and then their brother who decides to become... Uh, Adam? Yeah, Adam. He's in the cage with Lucifer, I think, isn't he? Lucifer's yeah. not he in the cage. A, Adam is in the cage by himself at this point. I haven't watched the last seasons, last two seasons. Yeah, Lisa forgets out. Adam's there by himself. Shit, Satan. And they never mention him again. Still haven't mentioned him. It's like, um, who is the one on Game of Thrones who just like paddles off into the sea? Uh, Gendry. Gendry. Yeah. Does he? They're all on the boat with Gendry. No, no, he doesn't ever come back. He's rowing forever and ever and ever. Maybe he's with Adam. Adam's in the boat with Gendry? Yeah. Maybe. That's what I want. That's, I want a whole episode of the next season and of Game just... of Thrones to just be him in a boat going, I don't know where I am! <laughs> no, they you just, just got about seven miles <laughs> offshore and they're doing <laughs> circles at this point. <laughs> you just see him fade off in the distance and you hear the ending of the Hulk TV series <laughs> going. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be the cut scene when the series ends and just in the boat going, I don't know. I was, I was reading an old... Uh, it was a Planet Hulk tie-in with uh, She-Hulk, and like she gets depowered by Tony Stark, and she's standing there on the road, and she's like got her thumb out, and she's like, "Damn it, I can almost hear the music." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Nice." Awesome. Did you figure out who it was? It is Luke Hemsworth. <laughs> hmm. Not a you. Terrible name. <laughs> That's the best name ever. Speaking of Luke. I've got some news. News? Yeah, I almost missed it. Star Wars Episode Eight title has been announced Meh. as The Last Jedi. <laughs> like see, <laughs> see how I connected the Luke to the Very Star good. Wars? You see good. what I did there? Yeah. I like that you guys all see the extended title. <laughs> <laughs> from his nap. <laughs> the Force Awakens The Last Jedi from his nap. My question is, is Jedi singular or plural? Gone when gone am I? The last of the Jedi will you be? Yes. Yeah. It could that literally actually no that could be exactly what it is <laughs> because we've wanted this movie where we get the history of what the fuck happened with Luke because Episode Eight kind of just like hey 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 Luke's right at the end doesn't say shit there you go so this may actually be like where we get more of the backstory of what the fuck happened. Well, hopefully, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. He is the last Jedi. There is no other Jedi right now. I want to see him do his badass shit. I'm worried that this one's going to be like a Yoda training thing, and I'm like, no, I want to see him go out there and 
no, go kick I, some ass. I, I want to see the training because I really want to see Mark Hamill riding Daisy. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> she's going to just feel that gray beard rubbing on the back of her neck and him just like, going, I, I don't just, get it. This is how I, it works. There is no try, only do. <laughs> what is that? that? He's like, it's the force. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, but I hope it's like crazy Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. I where he, he's he's really showing the the years alone on an island, kind of like Yoda <laughs> went crazy. He he goes batshit. Yeah, yeah. I he, he just sounds like the Joker the whole time. What was the movie that uh, the guy who played James J Jonah Jameson in the Spider Man movies? The drum, the drum whiplash, whiplash, yeah. whiplash right? Yeah. I want to see Jedi Whiplash where he's just a dick. The whole time. Like, she's like, I'm trying. And he's like, Psh, no. <laughs> do you want no hand? Because that's how you get no hand. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I want to see Cranky, mm-hmm. you know, Hermit Luke, where he's not going to give her, like, mm-hmm. the nice training. He's yeah, just I want to see, like, all-wise Luke, who comes back to save the day while we're all still hurt from Han's death. Mm-hmm. I have very high hopes for this movie. I'm very yeah. optimistic. I wonder if they're going to keep... Canon, the uh, him being trained past when everybody's dead with the connection with the Force. You know when he talks to Mace Windu and all that, yeah. and learns a bunch of stuff from them. And I swear, mm, if if maybe? they if they cut to his hut and he's in there talking to Ghost, you and McGregor, Obi Wan, I'm gonna flip some shit in joy just to see them together. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, That'd awesome. be awesome. Or they could do Alec Guinness. Just straight CGI, like uh, that would be awesome. They would too. need to get just, the uh, they would need to get the rights from his estate, his estate and yeah. his estate will not do that. Okay, then you and McGregor. He hated Alec Guinness. Hated Star Wars. Does, doesn't Lucasfilm own the likeness of each of those actors? Mm, yes, but owning a likeness is different than uh, recreating a character in a film. Um, thank you, Crispin Glover. Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back to the future. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that I think I don't know. I'm I the the, the picture I shared where it says please don't kill Luke. <laughs> please don't kill Luke. Please don't that's, kill Luke. That's that's in please my head cuz for mm. reasons that are obvious, he's always been my favorite character. <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, he's the only yeah. one. You can't at this point." <laughs> With Carrie Fisher gone yeah. now and you killed off it's like you can't you at can't. this at this point, my my wagon's hitched to Chewie. That's the next. <laughs> if you kill Chewie, I'm out. Because I, I a year ago I was. If you kill Han Solo, I'm done. I'm out. You can't do that. It's like if you kill Chewie, then we're gonna burn George Lucas's ranch to the ground. He's like, well, I, I had nothing well, to do might, with it. I might do that anyway. <laughs> Just hey, you know, hey. out of spite. I might have a hard Leave time chewing on that. <laughs> oh. 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 Um, That's funny. I always heard you were really good at swallowing, but whatever. I am a classy broad. Okay. (laughs) Um, I would like to see the scene. I can't wait for the scene. I hope they show it when R2-D2 sees Luke for the first time. And he's like an excited puppy. Like, you know, when the soldiers come home from war and the dogs are like spinning circles and shit. I want that. 
I want just R2-D2 as he's to spinning just in circle, that one little camera eye that he has just stays fixated on him. <laughs> yeah, his body's just spinning around. I, think he, I, yes. want a, I want a pissed R2 being like, why the hell did you leave me? Like, I want, so Ray's handing the lightsaber to him. I want R2 blasting up onto that thing and standing right in front well, of them and screaming at him. And he crashes because he hasn't been active for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he, well, he doesn't have his little, little jets anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he lost them somewhere. Yeah, I mean they have to go in and explain that somehow. That's what happened. I don't think he lost him. Why do you think he lost him? Because he where, used where, him. where were they? He, in those yeah, he didn't first have three them movies. In the first where did movies. where where did he have opportunity to use them? When he was oh, stuck everywhere. in the swamp, everywhere. Yeah. When he was, when he was on <laughs> on top of the ship and it was sinking, <laughs> how, he didn't need to go into the water. He could have just hovered over the water. <laughs> yeah. How about the fucking desert? <laughs> Oh, look at this shitty sand. Nope. You go this way. I'm the one. <laughs> Hold on. Let me do some recon. <laughs> There's okay. opportunity. Okay, fine. <laughs> Although it's entirely possible he used them just to navigate stairs off, cra- off camera. So he just I like... always wondered how he got into Obi-Wan's hut. <laughs> the Force. The Force. <laughs> God That's damn it. The, the answer force. to everything. That's the Force. The Force did it. Um. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, the show that's going to be on Freeform, I think it is. The ABC family used to be. Uh, okay, yeah. Freeform. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out the description of the characters and kind of what the show's going to be about. Mm-hmm. And it said they're descri- it's described as a superhero love story. Cloak no. and Dagger is based on the comic book duo, Tandy Brown and Tyrone Johnson. said so the live-action interracial romance follows the duo two teenagers from very different backgrounds who find themselves burdened and awakened to newly acquired superpowers while falling in love. Tandy can emit light daggers. Tyrone has the ability to engulf others in darkness. They quickly learn that they are better together than apart, but their feelings for each other make their already complicated world even more challenging. I heard a no already. I didn't even (laughs) (laughs) sit there explaining. No. (laughs) I, I think this is, I think this is Marvel's first, like, Complete flop. I don't think it's going to work. Why freeform? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, McCord was adamant that it was going to be Netflix, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's, it seems very teen drama y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's a totally out of the wheelhouse of what Netflix is doing yeah. right now. Oh, it's totally out of the wheelhouse. That's outside. That's like, Stretch. What's the one demographic we don't have? Seems to be the discussion that they had. Mm. Mm. So yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's gonna work. I, I like Quill and Dagger. I don't know. I'm gonna watch the show, then I'll see. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, in Marvel we trust, but I don't know. It seems weird. What if we then combine that with Netflix, and you get your uh, Marvel Knights? With uh, Luke Cage and Daredevil and was it Black Widow, Cloak and Dagger? Mm. Like the original, oh, Moon Knight. Yeah. Moon Knight. I'd like to see that. Hmm. I just want to see Moon Knight. He's made for a Netflix show. There's like, I don't think there's any possible way that you could do a Moon Knight movie without people going, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Is he crazy or is he, I don't even know. Like. If you give them thirteen episodes to oh, flesh yeah. it out, though, that's that's what I want all the Marvel shows to be now. Yeah, 
I, I want an Adam Warlock Netflix series. Well, I don't care what the series is now anymore. <laughs> if Marvel does a series on Netflix, I'm sitting down and watching. Yeah, I didn't really care about Luke Cage. Yeah, I didn't really care about Luke Cage until I watched the Luke Cage Netflix so, series. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. Billy <laughs> the like, oh, Luke Cage, could you, Luke Cage <laughs> is <laughs> neat. That's a neat character. But to have Netflix series was fucking amazing. Do you think we're going to ever see Trish as Hellcat? In yes. Yes. Jessica yes, I do. yes, I do. She yeah, gonna, we are. She going to put the... The red hair again. I that hope was so. my that was my favorite thing when that was it Brett that was like oh I loved you with the red hair like when he goes up to her apartment and starts singing the theme song from her from her show when she was a kid he's like oh you're blonde I like the red hair and then he starts singing it I like Brett he's the best comment <laughs> <laughs> Brett's the best so cloak and dagger it's Marvel mm-hmm. well it's ABC Marvel so it's probably mm-hmm. this the um, same people that do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't yeah. think a Whedon is involved in this one. So they're not part of X-Men, the le- X-Men license then? No. Mm. And then, but also, Marvel owns, like, the TV rights oh, for all true. that stuff, too. Yeah. They, they had, that's, yeah, the yeah. X-Men stuff is going through. They had that whatever deal that they brokered <coughs> for the the pilot or whatever that's coming out. Yeah, that's um, true. So I, I saw this uh, news story. It's pretty funny. It was uh, a guy uh, on a city ca- council in San Jose um, was being sworn in, and he had his Captain America shield while he was being being sworn in, and apparently he paid more than he would be willing to tell people for it. On the, shi- uh, on on the, the shield? shield. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched that. I watched this spring in today. It was, oh, nice. it was awesome. He's just standing there with the shield. He didn't, do, little he didn't guy. do anything with it? <laughs> no, guy. he just stood there while he took the OB. In his, in his suit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like all official, and he's like, Captain America. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> as soon as they finish it, I would have at least like expected a victory throw of the shield <laughs> across, <laughs> across the room. Bounces off three walls. He's like, got it. <laughs> First executive action. <laughs> throw shield off wall. <laughs> Catches with ease. Um... Were you going to talk about the Peter Dinklage news at all? I didn't. I might have uh, might have missed that one. The, what was uh, that? So he's announced he's going to be in in Infinity, the Infinity mm-hmm. War. Um, I think it was either yesterday or today that I read because people are like, "Oh, he's going to be Modok." I can see now. him being Modok now. Oh. Pip, Pip the troll, mm. uh, and that's why people are like, uh, "Does that mean Adam Warlock's going to be in this?" Yeah. yeah. And I could, I saw that. Well, and I'm like, oh yeah, I could see him being Pip. I still, yeah. well, I mean, what I guess, if, he, I guess what if he is Adam Warlock? That would be awesome. I guess that technically awesome. Adam Warlock was already in Guardians. Yeah, his his yeah, cocoon, his cocoon was. I still want he a fan cast. Dinklage is a little watcher. What's, what's what's the talking dog's name? Cosmo. 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 What if he's the voice of Cosmo? I would expect Cosmo to be Russian. I've always read he it. He is Russian. Well, yeah, he is Russian. Yeah. I don't, Dinklage I, doing a Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard. I, I don't doubt that he could do it, uh-huh. but huh. that would, that would <laughs> hey, that's awesome. like when they announced Bradley Cooper as Rocket. I'm like, what? Or Howard the Duck. I still, to this day, when I watch it, I don't associate Rocket with Bradley Cooper. I no. don't. No. It, and for some reason, I was dumb and didn't look at you know who was playing who before I went and seen it because. To be honest, I was like mm, about Guardians of the Galaxy because I didn't know anything I was about the throwing characters. Throwing shit at him, I'm like, and I'm sitting there and I'm great. trying to like, I'm like, so when's Bradley Cooper going to be in this? And I had been seeing <laughs> Rocket for this whole time, and then he just said something and I went, "Wait a 
a second. And I started listening and listening and listening. I'm like, it is fucking Bradley Cooper. <laughs> he's been in front of oh me my the God. whole time. I'm like, he's doing good. <laughs> I, I sat my parents down to, to uh, show them Guardians. And I was explaining right before the movie. This is, you know, my, I don't Maybe we all have the same problem with parents. They're getting a little old and, you know, not all <laughs> quite there. But I'm explaining Winter Soldier to him. I'm like, that's my favorite. It's probably still my favorite top top Marvel movie, Winter Soldier. And I'm and I said, hey, mom, you might like that one. Robert Redford's in it. So then we start watching Guardians, and there's like 20 minutes left of the movie, and my mom goes, so when does Robert Redford show up? I'm like, that's a totally different movie. <laughs> You're like, look, but Glenn Close is there. <laughs> Oh man, um, I, my dad loved when I showed him Winter Soldier. The uh, um, he loves all the westerns, so he loved you know Butch and Sundance. Mm. And I told him to you know look in the fridge when he opens up the fridge, like half of the food in there. Oh, is the like Newman's Paul, stuff. Paul mm-hmm. Newman's best, and he's like, <laughs> 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 that was about the biggest reaction you get out of him when watching one of those movies. He's like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, that's how my dad was too. He didn't. He didn't react to stuff. You're waiting for it. You're like, yeah, oh, maybe. Huh? Huh? Oh. huh? No. Nothing. I think the only nothing. time I got him like watching like a, a video or something where he just lost it was. Remember a while ago when they did the uh, it was funny or die and they did the the presidents coming to see Obama and it was like Jim Carrey was Reagan and they had all the SNL people that had done the presidents mm-hmm. were showing up. And like talking to, I think it's Fred Armisen. Yeah, was playing Obama, and they were like telling him what to do with like the, the credit card companies or something like that. That was the only time I remember him like tears laughing at a video. <laughs> it's it's really funny. If you haven't watched it, I think it's it funnier die. Yeah, yeah. see, that's where our dads are different because the only time I really remember my dad going into like full tears laughing mode was I'm pretty sure a video where a guy gets hit in the crotch with something. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Um, it's just a surprise. Crotch shot. <laughs> so uh, for all the Rick and Morty fans out there. Yeah. Um, Rick and Morty. Damn it, Morty. Who here doesn't watch it? You know. What? You, but you've seen it. It's totally a series it. you should watch. I have seen an episode. You've seen it. And it was he, a highly disturbing episode. Is it the multi-dimensional? It the was. Jelly Bean the Man? Jelly Bean King? <laughs> raping him in the bathroom? <laughs> um, um, uh, I was going like that the whole time. Um, um. <laughs> and I'm dying oh, laughing. Over I think that. it's funny. We were the generation that really grew up with a wide variety of cartoons between Nickelodeon, Sunday, Saturday mornings, all that stuff. And it's still continuing nowadays. Hmm. And the kids are getting all the nice, you know, 3D animation. And then they make stuff like that. adult cartoons for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the, still the, the still hand-drawn ones, whether it be on computer or actual hand-drawn. Yeah. That's our shit. Um, still. But uh, the uh, creator, for, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, <laughs> just kind of came out and said that there, I guess there'd been a, a lot of fighting between him and... Uh, the other co-creator, uh, Justin Rowland, about you know the process. In season two, we didn't fight, so it didn't take as long. And then people were like, "Oh, they're you know they're fighting. They're gonna cancel the show." And he's like, "No, no, it's more like fighting. Like, I really think we should put this joke here. Mm. No, I don't think we should put. I don't think that's appropriate for this time. <laughs> so, creative fighting, not yeah. 
yelling, <laughs> screamy fighting. Basically, creative conflict. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But they they they're saying it's it's coming. The thing that's killing that's me good. is uh, there was such a big gap between season one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, people kept sending me links like going, "Oh, it's this is last year. Oh, it's gonna season three's coming in July." I'm like, "Oh, that's, that seems a little quick." And then I get another one. Nope, it's coming in August. Nope, it's coming in October. And so now when this finally came out where there is no release date set, that's why I started sending it to everyone. I'm like, now listen, this is it. This, this is what's happening. <laughs> they, they don't know what the fuck is happening. Um, they're taking their time and they're putting out a, product, a quality product. Yeah. yeah. Doing yeah, what I, EA can't. But, yes. <laughs> but, it's, but the good thing about Rick and Morty is you can – Stop! You know, mm-hmm. you go back to season one and watch it over again. Uh, it's and watch just it as over funny. Again. The first, yes. Yeah, it's just and as you funny catch the more things. Time, yeah, you catch more things oh, every single one time. One of the great ones is the season one, episode two, where they they just keep split the screen, just keeps splitting. yeah, the multi dimensional. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> you that's the so one that tripped me there. out. Like I walk by and I'm like. Why is there four things? I'm like, oh, I'll watch yeah. this for a second. <laughs> I just and then it keeps splitting, and I'm like. And I'm not understanding what the fuck they're talking about, and I'm just like, <laughs> "What is going on?" I st- I think my my favorite one is the uh, the ad libbed uh, or when they're watching um, uh, commercials and TV shows from other dimensions. Oh, interdimensional cable. And they do the <laughs> they're two brothers and they've got cats and there's an asteroid and then they're attacked by old ladies with laser purses and and the Mexicans show up. <laughs> That I can watch over and over and over again because you can hear them cracking up as they're. Oh yeah! Oh look! Wait! Wait! The commercial's yep. still going. Hold on! <laughs> False door store. Um. All right. The another thing that was announced today is that Marvel and Square Enix have announced a multi-year, multi-game deal, starting with the game Avengers Reassembled. I couldn't tell what kind mm. of game it was going to be. I don't think they know yet. What, I just what, think uh, they were like... Give me some Square Enix games. What have they done? Final. I know it sounds right. Fi- they're the Final Fantasy guys? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can do yeah. some pretty Big. badass shit, I would yeah. imagine. Um, the trailer was just a cool cinematic. It <laughs> didn't say anything about anything. I just hope they don't yeah. use the same damn engine they used for Final Fantasy fifteen. I wanted... If they're going to do action, do fucking action. They did Tomb Raider. Will these guys do Ultimate Alliance 3? I hope so. I've been waiting years for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that totally reminded me of Galaxy Quest. (laughs) Can he ask her a question? (laughs) Ryan Ryan knows how often I still play 1 and 2. Just like repeatedly. They play together. Do they have a high def versions of that you can download? Oh, okay. They just recently remastered it and I'm, released it for with all the with, that with all the DLC and yeah. stuff. Ooh. So it's like the first time I've been able to play a Cyclops in Ultimate Alliance <laughs> one, and nice. I just blow up entire rooms. I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is what I was missing. Um, <laughs> Lots of room. Mm-hmm. He's Cyclops. I'm Nightcrawler. Just bam. We wreck. <laughs> we just we just roll through and wreck shit. And Asgard, you know. That's why they don't let mutants in Asgard. Um, <laughs> or Atlantis. <laughs> or Atlantis, or Hellcarrier, or Mandarin's <laughs> Palace. This or... is why Cyclops is not allowed anywhere with a roof. <laughs> um, you stay outside, Cyclops. <laughs> okay. Kicks a rock. Um, I know they've been saying for years uh, that Marvel was looking for a single like a game company to house like all their games. That's why they pulled like a while ago, they pulled all of the DLC from the uh, ultimate Alliance and the 
uh, I think it, no, it was they kept it for the Capcom stuff, but like for mm. Deadpool and stuff like that because they didn't have the license. They had the license for the game, but not any additional mm. revenue from it. And they said since then they've been looking for a uh, like a, a game company to do all of their stuff. And I think they finally obviously found one because that's been the big thing lacking from Marvel is there yeah. just haven't been any Marvel games other than Lego. Since, Which since I, they has, blew, that's and they, been okay. I mean, yeah, oh, I'm I love okay the, Legos. the Lego. I games. love the Lego games, but they they tried it with the you know Iron Man game and the Thor mm-hmm. game, which was horrible. But I still play it. Um, <laughs> you know, what was the last really fun Sega. Marvel one I played was the Wolverine. What the hell was it? It was a was Wolverine it the game. Origins game. Yes, and it and it was like well, ten times better because they the were movie. already working on a Wolverine game apparently before the movie so mm-hmm. and then they came to him like hey we need this game like hey we've actually been working on one yeah i tried the there was an x-men one that came out where you could be like three it was like a like a oh, that one was just bad was because... it that apocalypse one or something like that no, or... it was x-men destiny destiny yes oh, God. and you could pick like three people and you had three power sets and that was it mm-hmm. i thought you were going like, to be able make, to it, make yeah they marketed own... it as like make your own mutant and do your own story and blah 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 you got to pick from three and wow. then, like the second I see Cyclops, <laughs> I was just like, I just want to play a Cyclops. Why can't I do that? Is there? I was like, okay, maybe there's going to be DLC. No. no, no, it was just it was such a bomb. Yeah. Like the gameplay was okay. No, it was not. It was just button mashing. Yeah. Senseless okay button mashing is okay from time to time. Like I need to take a break from like the Arkham games where I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to punch <laughs> someone in the face. I don't need to do a stupid code to unlock the door. Just <laughs> kick it, you're fucking Batman. <laughs> you just beat the shit out of 36 guys out there and you can't kick a door down. Batman, All right. Batman doesn't do codes. <laughs> hmm, I need a code for this door. So Looks I'm, like a nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for it. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure Batman's feet are bigger. I'm pretty sure Batman's got tiny. He's dainty. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Liefeldian feet. <laughs> <laughs> like a size six. Mini beans, size six feet. <laughs> um, I also saw today there was a there's an Iron Giant mod for Fallout Four where you can get into the robot, but you get into the Iron Giant. It's huge, it's huge. Like you take a step and you're walking over the lakes and stuff <laughs> like that. And I I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but I watched some videos on it, and I was like, that looks amazing. That looks so awesome. So much fun. It's like Godzilla just crushing <laughs> houses and stuff with your feet. But of course mod just for Xbox and PC, right? Yep. Sons of bitches. <laughs> Get an Xbox. What's wrong with that? I have I'm PS4. Why? Because I, I like my PlayStation. Mm. <laughs> you, can, you can also like an Xbox One, especially when we're all playing Ultimate Alliance together. Mm-hmm. See? Yeah, see? Um, na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> She's alive. Sorry, I just have um, much to, <laughs> as much to contribute to these conversations that you're having right now. So I'm listening. She doesn't politely. play video games. She's too cool for them. Don't feel too bad. We learned last week she doesn't watch television. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you've been talking about TV, and then you've been talking about video games. Both of which she doesn't have a screen. She is urban Amish, okay? (laughs) I am politely listening and eating my honey stick and learning things along with the rest of everybody else. She's like a Mennonite. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so uh, they released uh, the well, they released the images of the new pop figures for Daredevil season two and Jessica Jones, and I want them all. Um, it's Jessica really? Jones, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil in his new costume, uh, Elektra, Punisher. and then there's two different versions of the Punisher. There's one that's just him. And of course, he's all fucked up. He's got like mm-hmm. a black eye and stuff. And then there's another one where he's holding Daredevil's broken helmet in one hand. And I saw those the other day and I was like, yes. My, mine was they announced the Twin Peak ones as well. Yeah, like, those oh, are cool. Yeah. The only thing that would make those those uh, Daredevil season two pops better is if they had a Daredevil with a gun hand, a duct tape gun, and a chain. chain. <laughs> yeah, I actually I can't remember what they're called, but they're no, another little kind of vinyl figure bobblehead things. Mm-hmm. And the Daredevil in that one, I know he's got the chain on one hand, but I'm not sure if he. I can't remember if the it's other not the hand Dorbs, has is the, it? No, no, okay. it's something else. Mm. I looked I looked it up, but. Because um, I'd be, I'd be, I'd actually be willing to buy one of the Daredevils and have it modified, <laughs> just to get, just to get the the gun hand Daredevil. I've been because I collect the Marvel Legends figures. Yeah, I've been like, I look around all the time to see if there is a, like someone makes a Netflix version mm-hmm. one, but they're all just like modified versions of, like the Captain America where they mm-hmm. paint them up and yeah. they do this and. They're like four hundred bucks. Like, that's oh the... my god! I'll paint it for half price. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me but are you gonna now. do it in watercolor? Because that doesn't work with plastic. No, I paint acrylic too. <laughs> Just not as often. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a while. She's got to churn her own paint. I use yeah. I use acrylic to uh, mod <laughs> magic cards. Nice. That's a little bit, a little technical. Churn her own paint. Yeah. See, I've been debating of. <laughs> Trying my hand at it and just buying one of the the regular D- red D- daredevils, oh, uh-huh. and then like his new costume is just black, and mm-hmm. then he's got like red gloves and red boots, just like painting the body part of it black, and then like make the hands look like it's wrapped tape instead of the gloves. It's like it looks like in theory it shouldn't be that hard, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it actually turns out if I ever do it. <laughs> um, there is the new Electra comic that comes out on February 22nd. It, it, she's based out of Las Vegas in this one, which I think is like a prime place for an assassin to be. Yeah. <laughs> like working for the mob, taking out guys that have gambling debts. Yeah. I can. <clears throat> I can doesn't see seem that. very nice. She doesn't well. do nice things. <clears throat> Um, She's the best there is of what she does, and what she does isn't very nice. Well, kind of. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice. Yeah. She does do nice things from time to time. From time to time, when it suits her. <laughs> um, but uh, they did the redesign on the character, too, so she kind of looks more like the Netflix the Netflix series version of her. doesn't have ribbons anymore? Well, she I does. I like the ribbons. She does, oh, but yeah, she they're ribbons. Like, yeah. tied around, like her mask. <laughs> makes ribbons and she mm-hmm. has them tied to her arms. Looks pretty good. I'm going to pick it up because it's apparently, I can't remember what there, there's like a big story arc going on between Kingpin, Daredevil, Electro, and Bullseye. So I'm going to get all of them. I was wondering who's writing it. And some guy named Matt Owens who began his Marvel universe experience as a writer on Luke Cage. So hmm. no, I'll pick it up. Um, Ryan, 
Yes. You disagree with this list. This is the weirdest list. Heartily. Um, it's the weirdest list. I found a list uh, someone made of the random ass person. 15 best X-Men comics of the 90s. Best is, I don't, he's using that <laughs> word. I don't know what, what, I don't think it means what he thinks it means. Is this the one where she's in the really weird dress? Am I thinking of the right cover? This yes. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like you like you did say, it is the nineties. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not I, a lot of gold by, the, by the this time. The dark this times, age of duplicets. They're, they're really running it into the ground at that point. It so. is it is the age of duplicets. Nice. And pouches. pouches. <laughs> and bean feet. And bean um, feet. <laughs> so number fifteen, uh-huh. they had X Men number twenty five, the fatal attractions where Magneto That is cool. That one's actually really legitimately cool. So you like that one? I like that one. Because it's where Magneto, it's the Fatal Attraction storyline where Magneto rips all of the adamantium yeah. out of Wolverine's body. I'd mm-hmm. say it's too low on the list. I agree. It's 15. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> out, of, um, out, of, out of some of the other stuff. Yeah. That's... And then um, Wolverine goes feral. You find out this big revelation that he had bone claws the whole time. They weren't a product of Weapon X. And it's just, it was, it was cool. It was a cool storyline. Uh, number 14 is X-Men Alpha, number one. It's the Age of Apocalypse where that Which is started. arguably the best event in the 90s, Age of Apocalypse. And it's number 14 on this list. It was, yeah, the phalanx and the Maybe he just yeah. put his choices on <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> maybe he Here's was my just list like, in no particular order. Yeah, maybe he was just like, these are my favorite 15. <laughs> in no particular order. In no particular order. Yeah. That's still um, weird. Number 13 um, is Uncanny X-Men number 334, the prelude to the Onslaught event. An Onslaught was stupid. So back to Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse is, a, is an alternate reality where um, there were no X-Men uh, and Apocalypse came to power and there was no one there to stop him. And um, So not the movie? No, not the movie. <laughs> That movie was amazing. And it's just like this alternate dimension uh, created by Legion at the time. Because he goes back and tries to... can't remember what he tries to do, but he ends up accidentally killing his you, dad. You just said X. Legion, and I saw a commercial for Legion today that was like... My brain was like, what the hell? And it's like <laughs> show's gonna be so the trippy. people playing ping pong. Oh, yeah. And then he goes by in the chair and it says like 20% of people will see the man standing in the tree. And, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so I watched it like two or three more times. I'm like, holy shit, there is a guy in the tree. See, I, I watched it a couple times. I didn't see no guy in a tree. Yeah, he's like kind of, you see his <laughs> I didn't face. see the guy in the tree either. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm not he's the like, only one. That way. Uh, when we go to the break, I'll, I'll point out. It's over yonder. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Age of Apocalypse. It was really cool at the time because each X-Men comic um, changed its title. And and if you didn't know that it was happening, it's just one time you got X Men, and the next time you got um, like apocalypse story. apocalypse story. Like it, they just changed every one of them. Changed like hmm. um, I can't remember all the different titles, but fucking nineties. It, it was like if you didn't know what was going on, you were very confused. So, yeah, I seem so. to remember Gambit having a his own series at that time that it kind mm-hmm. of spun off. Yeah. And uh, God, yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. Ryan, do you want to do the the list and just bring up the good yeah, ones? I do. Okay. <laughs> so the next one is that that prelude to onslaught. Onslaught was stupid, and <laughs> it was like Professor X and Magneto's brains kind of melded together and created this psycho 
like not really there, but that Professor X's powers gave it substance, kind of evil bad guy that fought the X-Men. That's His very similar to Magnevier. Really, really uh, similar to the Axis. Thing. Yes, mm. yeah, because Red, Red Skull and Charles. Because Red, Red Skull has Professor X's brain in his brain. Double brains. <laughs> That's and then Onslaught starts coming back mm. out because he's like a subconscious part of Charles. Generation Next is Generation X, but the but. AOA, the Age of Apocalypse variant of it. So that was back okay. in the Age of Apocalypse storyline. Um, Colossus is the leader of, a te- of the team. Uh, Shadowcat was his wife in that timeline, and he's the leader. He like goes and trains a team because hmm. Magneto goes and asks him to. Um, X Force ninety one is actually emotional because yeah, Siren. I, yeah, I read that one. Um, Siren is Banshee's daughter, and she loses her powers for a while, and that's it's really like an emotional journey yeah, for her to go through that. She was much an, like when storm lost her powers and she was, a. I I think when I was reading a little recap of it, she was an alcoholic before mm-hmm. and then she lost her powers mm-hmm. and it's her struggle of not she goes falling off the deep end. Yeah, yeah. back into it. Mm-hmm. But siren, um, but she's Irish, right? So she's going to do it. <laughs> she is. It's, it's just um, there. <laughs> the character of siren That's goes racing. through some really, <laughs> The character of Siren goes through some really um, sad, traumatic events in her life over and mm-hmm. over and over again. She's a really strong, very motivated character. Um, so if you if you like that kind of the the powerful woman going through a lot of of shit, then she's a I good know, character I do. to follow. <laughs> yeah, did somebody say powerful woman? Uh-huh. Yay! <laughs> um, the next one on the list is Uncanny X Men number three sixteen, which is part of the Phalanx Covenant. Again, that is not a better story than Age of Apocalypse. I think that was the start of it. Yeah. Was that one. Um, the Phalanx Covenant story is about the techno-organic, the te- techno-organic hierarchy, which is led by Warlock's dad, yeah. Magus, mm-hmm. or Magus, or however Mag-gis. you Magus, however you want to <laughs> say his name. I always pronounced it Magus, but <laughs> yeah, it's Magus. But I, um, say, I, I could also say Magus because of mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek. Yeah, I always Magus. said Magus. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like this techno-organic um, race, and they come and attack Earth. <gasps> is that where Cable... Those... That virus, yes, is from them. Cable and they all had these I cool little hollow foil cover strips that went down the floor. Oh, yeah, the 90s was all about yeah. the hollow covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, X-Men Alpha was one of those like chrome wraparound cover things. Um, the next one on the list... Is Cyclops and Jean's wedding? That was actually one of the very first X Men comics I ever owned, so I have that one, and it has a foil card on it. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, a you hollow know, foil card. And you know, it's funny as weddings in the Marvel universe go, that one was surprisingly non-explodey. Mm-hmm. There was not so, a, a lot of explosions, and Juggernaut didn't rampage through and take <laughs> out the white chairs. Marvel was trying to Pokemon <laughs> itself this whole time. <laughs> foil cards. Yeah, it, yeah, they had the Fleer. Cards in the nineties were the Nightcrawler. I choose you. Um, one of my friends, one of my really good friends, <laughs> actually gave me the entire set. Just she's like, I have these. You will enjoy them more than me. And I was, I was losing my shit. I was going through them all. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! They have this! Oh my gosh! There's this. I one. came over and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, Look at this! <laughs> all in order. So yeah. Um, it's funny too. So 
uh, Cyclops and Jean's wedding was a big thing because they've been leading up to it for what since the seventies, and <laughs> um, it finally happened, and there it was. It was really momentous in the X Men history, and they they haven't referred back to it in a long time because Jean's been dead for quite a while. Except so, on the new in the current timeline in the new comic books, um, Jean, young time displaced Jean actually finds a wedding invitation and brings uh, it to old Scott, and she's like, "So." Tell me about this. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty cool. Like the old wedding invitations that they had. And it was like exactly yep. the, it was the exact, exact same, same thing. Was, it was yeah. cool. Bendis. Uh next one is X Men number one. I don't That's the one the first oh, one. The uh, the, the, oh, the X Men issue. The, the one with like the eighteen covers that you could put together to make You could either huge... get the big one that folded out the whole way or you could get all of them and isn't it the together. first one that sold like a million yeah. copies? Yep. Yep. <laughs> That That's the, I was like, okay, yeah, that one should that be one's on fine. this list. Again, maybe above some of these other ones. Uncanny X-Men number 340. You know more about that one since you read about it. Yeah, I, I read up a little bit on it. And it was it's an Iceman. Iceman and Cannonball are undercover in Grayson Creed's little anti-mutant group thing. And uh, Iceman's dad is a part of the group. And, like, he stands up and, you know... Like in defense of mutants, and then he's like brutally beaten, mm-hmm. and that's when Gr- they break their cover. Graydon Creed uh, runs a group called the Friends of Humanity, mm-hmm. and they were an anti-mutant group. Ironically, Graydon Creed is the son of Victor Creed and uh, Raven Dahlcomb, which is Mystique <laughs> and, and Sabretooth. <laughs> so you know, and he's just a normal human, and so Sabretooth's like GTFO because you're just a normal dude. I don't want you're not my son. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, and then there's a uh, it's it's basically the the daddy <laughs> issues issue. There's something who who about a boy who isn't an ex man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then next one is X Men number seventy. I tried to look and see what was momentous about this, and I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I don't know. It's there. Barrows in it. Maggots in it. They are old nineties. Horrible X Men, Maggot especially because he's gross. I was gonna say Marrow stayed around. Marrow stayed, stayed around, around for a while. Marrow's actually nope. That no, is it Marrow? Marrow's actually in Cable's X Force right now. I yeah yeah. And Doctor Ray's is cool because uh, she has like force field powers. If I remember right. Generation X number one is awesome, and that should also be. I'm glad that's on this list because it was '90s glory. Um, <laughs> It was a new comic book at the time, a new team. The team consisted of uh, Chamber, who's this dude that doesn't have a mouth or a chest. He just has a, an open chasm that has flames that come out of it. He was a very sad guy. Jesus. And then um, Husk, which is Cannonball's sister, and she can like peel her skin off mm-hmm. and have like rock skin underneath or fire skin underneath or different powers that way. Had I mean, that's blue. cool, but gross that was as hell. Yeah. reaching <laughs> for a power. That just seems like reaching. A little me. bit. Yeah. That seems like one of those really impractical superpowers. Exactly. <laughs> like 18 eyebrows. Like, do you get to, do you <laughs> Whoa, get to, choo- that's the best do you get to choose what's under there when you rip your skin yes. off? Yes. Or is it just like random going, ah, rock, no, but flower, fire, no, no. <laughs> she got to choose. Just turns into moth dust. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Like a powdered donut. Um, Jubilee is on there. <laughs> My favorite. 
is a bomb, baby. Love chili fries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which apocalypse never answered. Nope. <laughs> she was in it, and they never answered mm-hmm. it. Not even once. Um, it has M, which is, she's Monet St. Croix, which she's basically girl Superman yeah. with psychic powers. She <laughs> was in the Brian Wood X-Men, the mm-hmm. Storm all-female X-Men team. She was awesome. And the other characters are just kind of, they, they're on there for a while. And they Wasn't away. Monet in uh, the Peter David's X-Factor as yes. well? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which we're going to hit some of those. Here in the so next one is Deadpool number 11, which is a long-ass comic book. And Deadpool travels back in time to Spider-Man's first appearance. The next one is... Oh, God. So the next three... <laughs> yeah. Although, <laughs> that last one is actually a pretty good issue. Yeah, because it's emotional. Yeah. So the next Peter three is David. X-Force number 19, X-Factor number 84, and X-Factor number 87, which all are taking place during a stupid, stupid event called the Executioner's Song. The um, greatest Marvel comic ever made. It's, <laughs> it's, it is 90s X-Men to a pinnacle. It is the pinnacle of 90s X-Men. Um, the X, X-Force number 19, though, I didn't even know this, but it's uh, the art on it is Greg Capullo doing X-Men, and I had no idea that he ever did X-Men. Mm, okay. So that was cool when I was looking through you, you all You probably go back and look at it and, and go, I have, oh, was, I have a G.I. Joe comic that was Todd McFarlane. You can look at that and, like, it's some of his first work and it doesn't look anything like Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You can definitely see the growth that Capullo's made from there, but you still see the, like, the foundations of what he yeah, does now. Yeah. But Executioner Song, greatest yeah. Marvel comic ever yeah. made. Go ahead. It's not. It's not very good. <laughs> um, it is very 90s and it is very X Men, like, lots of crossovers, lots of convoluted. <laughs> Cable-y, <laughs> time travel ah, cable strife yeah. Cable strife <laughs> Cloney. In the pouches. Yeah. And then in X-Factor 87, they are, like, recovering from the aftermath of that. It was very, um... Cause Wasn't it Doc Samson that was the therapist? <laughs> so. they, it's always all, Doc Samson. They're, they're, they're all going through their therapy Just like sessions. Green-haired, muscly Doc, yeah. Doc so Samson. If it's, if it's a lawyer, it's either... Jennifer Walters yeah. or Matt Murdock, and if it's a, it's always Doc Samson. Yeah, and still, still to this day, we don't know. We really don't know whether Strife's the real Cable or Cable's the real Cable, it's like true. because of this story. <laughs> I think it's Shatterstar. Shatterstar's the real Cable. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Shatterstar and Longshot and Dazzler's story are almost as convoluted yeah, as that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Longshot's one where I'm like, yeah. okay, like I get it, but why? <laughs> so the real takeaway from this list is we should be impressed that X-Men survived in the 90s. Yeah. They're that, that is they're true. That powerful. They My takeaway just... is going back to when I started, this is dating myself at this point, go back and read some of the 80s shit that they oh, did. Oh, that's the good. Mm-hmm. Mutant Massacre, Fall of the Mutants. Inferno. Uh, Inferno. Inferno was amazing. Inferno. Uh, Fallen Angels. Just There yeah. was some good shit back Claremont? there. Claremont? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Claremont? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What the hell have? What the fuck was wrong with the nineties? <laughs> don't Liefeld. God damn. See now, there's a guy going back to the Capullo, and you, you can say you you can see mm-hmm. the roots. Liefeld is one of those guys that you can look at his early stuff, and you can look at his stuff now. 
There's no difference. Nope. He has not worked on anything. Because he doesn't <laughs> want to grow. He was like, wait a minute, He's I can't a... draw feet. Instead of learning, I will put a bush there. Yeah. He, like, he took the I don't bombs. know how to draw digits. I'm going to have him hold guns. So I just He's, have to. You know. Yeah, he's incapable he, of Bendable growth. guns. He it's, took he took yeah. the Bob Ross school. Oh, that's not. Yeah. Those are horrible feet. I'm just going to put a happy little bush there. <laughs> like a happy little gun here. Happy little bean down here. <laughs> happy little pouches all over here. Yeah. <laughs> Can I draw a foot with a pouch? Because <laughs> then many I could pouches. draw feet. So, so if I were to make this list, I would have Fatal Attractions and Age of Apocalypse on on the top end. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I, just, that number fifteen, I out of everything here, that's got to be closer to the number one. Yeah, it just sounds like somebody said, "Hey, how about?" the 15 best X-Men comics and by the time he got halfway through the list he was like there are no more more really good ones I'll just start picking some you know this happened this was one that happened yeah because I remember reading some of those and I was not impressed the 90s really turned me off of the X-Men yeah oh yeah I quit I quit reading uh a little after Phalanx. Yeah. And I came back. Uh, I had a friend explaining to me the Grant Morrison new mm-hmm. X-Men. That's how long of a gap it was for me. And I picked those issues up. I'm like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. Is he seeing? I still haven't been able to get my way back <laughs> in. Every, like, every time I pick one up, my brother keeps giving me X-Men. Kind of look at it's, But X-Men, I can't. You hurt me. <laughs> I've been hurt before. All right, guys, uh, we're going to take a break. We have gone a really long time. I'm sorry. It's all right. Is it's that m- what the uh, yes. measuring gestures yes. are in there? Yeah, it's oh. really long, and he made, like, too long, and then I was like, come on, and then I made a much shorter <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Always with the length insults. All right, uh, we will be right back. Greetings, this is Kyle. From the Utah Outcasts, come join Felicia, X, and me, three outspoken atheists living in Utah, every week as we give you our spin on news and current events, pop culture, with a different special guest each week. You can find Utah Outcasts on PodHell.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and soon even Google Play. You can also find Utah Outcasts on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and of course, UtahOutcast.com. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Well, Ryan can't headphone, and we're back. Um, are you okay? Are you a little concussed? Stop laughing at him. Oh, he's we, the one laughing. We're just we smiling. Were, and we were just talking about not having an episode title, but we do now. Just a loud Ryan and the trouble with headphones. Just a loud. That sounds like the next Harry Potter movie. <laughs> oh man, Ryan and the curse of the headphones. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, before we get our topic, I just want to go over two uh, number ones, I guess, that I read. Uh, the first You're one, one, yes, was The Unstoppable Wasp, and this is Nadia Pym, and she is the daughter of Hank Pym from his first marriage to a Russian mm-hmm. lady, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the mom was kidnapped while pregnant. And, and what does Nadia mean? Hope. Hope. Get it? Um because hope is the hope. To put wasp in the movies. Hope. Hope. Yeah. Hope. See what they did there? Mm-hmm. Clever. 
Um, but Sorry, like, I didn't get. I didn't respond very enthusiastically. <laughs> I'm like you're glaring at me. Why? <laughs> that's just how my face is. There's a big, that's that's just a big my giant face. welt on my forehead. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> you actually <laughs> have a red spot. Um, no, I just, I just have that face that just makes people feel bad when they look at it. <laughs> you got a headphone mushroom stamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're not supposed to mushroom stamp your head. <laughs> I mushroom stamp everyone's head. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> Jeez. And here it goes. I give him, I give him the fruit bowl treatment. <laughs> Do you know what this podcast is missing? What's that? Alcohol. Yes. No. <laughs> it doesn't work well. It doesn't. I have wanted to have a drunken podcast at my house for forever. I think the problem is last time we tried that, we drank a lot, and then we were like, let's podcast. <laughs> we didn't start while we were yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was the... I think that's the... At one point, I just remember at one point, the soundboard and the computer were just too blurry to mess with, and I was like, I hope everything's fine. <laughs> Pat. <laughs> Into the microphone. It just... Fucking Hans Gupta gave her chips, and he looks, he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't know she was going to do that. <laughs> Um, Can we? We should do that, though. This we, sounds like a good idea. We could do. That. We we should do this. Um, it wasn't a good idea then. But. I don't know why it's a good idea. Then. <laughs> it's a great idea because I'm really fun as an alcoholic, but not as fun as like a sober, responsible person. <laughs> well, then how come you didn't drink when we had our New Year's party? Yeah, I had to drive home. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Well. Well, don't say words at me, sir. I will not have it. That was forceful. Um, well, I don't like to hit it, and then it like makes. You like to hit it and then quit it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So this will be the episode that people still can't listen to in my family because of yet another innuendo implying my sex life. So. <laughs> <laughs> So back to the unstoppable wasp. <laughs> um, like Squirrel Girl, like her, like in her joy level is like at a ten, right? Where she's just happy all the time, and she's always got a smile on her face, and no matter what's happening, she's like, "This is awesome." So Nadia is like at an eleven. Um, she's going around with Miss Marvel to get her citizenship papers in line, so she can be a citizen. And, uh, and Trump a squashed giant- it. <laughs> A giant robot attacks, and she's like, oh, wow, neat. A, you know, servo-mechanical... And and Miss Marvel goes, uh, yeah, looks like Mockingbird's fighting a giant robot... A giant Megazord. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, who's that? That's Mockingbird. Oh, yeah, who's she? She works with S.H.I.E.L.D. sometimes. Doesn't everyone work with S.H.I.E.L.D. sometimes? Well, she used to be married to Hawkeye. Which one, the guy or the girl? She hits people with sticks. Oh, neat. (laughs) And like throughout the comic, there's these little panels that is like Nadia's science fact. And like it says, this is a servo joint. It can do, um, this one can do 180 degrees, but it is attached to one that can do 360 degrees. And oh, look at that. That's a neat ankle joint. That has shock absorbing servos that allow it to do. And it's just like these random science facts throughout the whole thing. Um, I like it. She totally ditches Miss Marvel when she finds out that Mockingbird's a scientist, and she's like, "Science, ladies, off to do science things." Like she's singing it, <laughs> and she starts. Uh, um, I have to pull it out, but she. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, um, don't apologize. <laughs> she starts a a uh, a lab in Mockingbird's basement called Girl, 
and it's Genius in Action Research Labs, and it's just a science lab for girls. And they totally have like a nerd moment when they're experimenting. And never mind, I'm not going to finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, it's go on. Delightful. Everyone's Most experimentation you were is talking delightful. about experimentation <laughs> with girls. I'm I'm curious. You oh. have you have piqued my interest, <laughs> sir. Kyle, she may be a minor. <laughs> so that just means she has rough yeah. hands. The, oh, get it? God. Minor. Oh. Minor. No. 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 Vetoed. <laughs> Vetoed. <laughs> um, and onto a comic that was not quite delight. It wasn't. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't delightful. It was very heavy. Was uh, Civil War: The Oath Number One, and it deals with the aftermath of Civil War. Civil War Two. And uh, basically, basically, Steve Rogers, Captain America, has been named Director of Shield, and he is given basic like top cop, like everything is him. He is the ultimate authority for justice in America. And spoiler alert: he's Hydra. Oh. <laughs> yes, and like this kind. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. he's having a conversation because at the end of Civil War Two, Tony Stark kind of goes into like this coma coffin thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's basically and he'll emerge as a beautiful <clears throat> butterfly. Yes. It's basically um, no, an iron butterfly. Oh, in a gotta beat up baby. Um, what? <laughs> he's like, let me whisper it. And it's basically, re- it's going back and talking to the, uh, uh, like, when Tony Stark was talking to Captain America's, like, dead body after the first Civil War. It's the same thing. The whole issue is him, like, talking to Tony. And, like, in the middle of it, there's this, like, really good Captain America speech when he's, like, talking to the public about, you know. Is he being about, ordained as yeah, head of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, or? about being, like, Captain America. and But he f- walks into Tony, uh, like, when he first ta- starts talking to Coma Tony. He goes, he says, you know, I'm not the same guy that you knew. That guy died back in the first Civil War. We're, I'm different. And he basically tells him, you know, like what the situation is. And it kind of like cuts to like Hawkeye in the desert with Red Wolf, which I think is awesome. Yeah, and cool. then like Carol, her idea to protect the planet. Um, and like he's talking about all this stuff about, you know, making... Making uh, America, <laughs> making America great again, <laughs> but like making America um, something worth defending, you know, like worth protecting. And um, he near the end. Spoilers, sorry for people that have uh, not read it yet, but uh, he um, says that uh, he leans over to Tony. He's like, and the thing about all that, I'm gonna burn it down. I'm going to destroy everything that you guys have created and make a new one through the fire. I'm going to destroy everything you ever built. I'm going to tear down these institutions that you've used to give yourselves power. I'm going to reduce all that you've worked for, all that you've bled for, to a pile of rubble and ash. And from it, I am going to make something better. I am going to make this a stronger world, one forged from fire. Captain America is Trump. And now, and now flip Don't, the page. No, my heart can't take it. Doesn't yeah. he say something like, I wish you were here to, to fight me? Yeah, I wish, yeah, you, I wish you, you were here, were here to see to... this, Tony. I wish you were here. And the next couple pages are like 
Hydra registration internment camps in the United States of Hydra. That's what, that's what like, I really like because he was talking about what when Ulysses gave everyone that vision. He's like, Miles you Morales. guys were seeing all this other stuff. This is what I saw, and it was all this like Hydra and well, Hydra's and he said he said you saw it was Miles Morales with a spear through it, and they he's like, you guys thought you needed you know that that was a a bad thing. <laughs> Little did you know that you guys will have wanted that to happen. And it's just like this whole like dystopian-looking America with Hydra flags everywhere and people lining up for camps and Little registration kids in and elementary shit. school doing the Hail doing Hydra. The Hydra. <laughs> yeah, and then it says, like, you know, prepare for the secret empire. So... I'm going to cry. I which, hate it. I don't like any of it. See, didn't I say something last podcast wow. about Secret Invasion 2? No. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just think it's so tacky to, like, fuck with Captain America. It makes me so angry. Like, everything that he represents. But don't you want as... something different after no, all these years? No, not for Captain America. Oh, he should be, like, the untouchable figurehead, in my opinion. This is, I mean, it's showing pictures of, like, uh, mutants behind barbed wire fences and white, like, like, like the Jewish internment camps. And it shows these kids that are blonde and pale-skinned with Hydra shirts chasing down this uh, person of color, this brown kid. Yeah, this is Nick Spencer. Terrible. Nick Spencer. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, see, now wow. now you know how I felt with the Shadowland stuff with Daredevil. I was like, no. Didn't Nick Spencer no. already get in trouble <laughs> for no. other like terrible storylines that he did that well, were really... The Hail Hydra thing. I hate yeah. him. I hate this. <laughs> I don't like anything about it. I... Really hate it when people like fuck with Captain America's storyline, like his whole. But now you can see Captain in- Marvel come through the wall and like sock him in the face because no, he's why new Hitler. Why does it he's always have to be Nazi. Captain America? Yeah. Well, I don't like it. I think because Sam Wilson is Captain. America. I think America. it's fucking tacky mm-hmm. to have Steve Rogers like just constantly like just emerge in this bullshit all of a sudden because of this a hole. I don't like it. <laughs> like. Especially right now. I think we found the emotional. I know, especially right now. Like, isn't our haven't we been through enough as Americans and now they're fucking coming for Captain America too? That is like the last straw for me. I'm so furious. I hate it. They'll retcon it and he'll be, you know, happy. But why? What's the point of it? Like it sells books. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm not buying it. I'm going to have my one woman protest (laughs) and I fucking fuse. I will miss that. That was Saturday. I'm going to march <laughs> on Washington and One just woman have protests a sign. in the million opinion march. Yes, that's like not Steve too. Just <laughs> like leave Steve alone. Steve I need to like make a YouTube video with like a white sheet behind me and me ugly crying into a camera and just be like leave Steve alone. And then I will. Oh my god! It's just then you won't be the new. Forever Chris ago, Crocker. I wrote this like giant rant on Facebook because that's a platform to get my voice heard, right? <laughs> About like Legitimate. stop fucking with Steve Rogers because it's tacky. Like he was like made to be a figurehead against the Nazis, and now we have his like him in a comic book where little Aryan children are chasing people of color. I'm upset. Next thing you I know, they'll perturbed. make him gay. <laughs> no, that wouldn't actually bother me. That would be fine. Um. I'm. I love it. Uh, well, no, I'm. Like, I, th- I, I think it's going the, to lead to very interesting stories. It's going to lead to very interesting things, but I love the idea that the uncorruptible is, is corrupted. Yeah. And uh, did you you read did you read the Captain America like that storyline with the the Hydra thing? How he got his super soldier stuff back? 
That was, well, no, was... I've been on boycott. I haven't read an Iron <laughs> Man you? thing since not. the original <sighs> Civil War. I oh. will hold a grudge for years, sir. You are missing out on some great stories. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm um, indignant. I'm just ignorant and happy. <laughs> um, but he got his he got his super soldier stuff back from the Cosmic Cube. They had Red Skull all up in it, so. Mm. That was that. That's the mm-hmm. whole Hydra thing. It's Red Skull, so it's all a. So Red Skull's like a part of him now. Yes, uh, kind of, kind of, yes. sorta. Yes, because he was Red Skull it, had right? the cube. Yeah, and when you have the cube, you get to reshape reality how you want. So, so that's his revenge on Captain America. Yeah, is making him what he hates. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So like, see that brings old... meaning to the story, and then I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. There's... <laughs> She's still <laughs> the face. Let um, the story she's, she's let, it, it, over, let it let it play let it <laughs> no, play not. out, and then we get to see how they fix it. Once I have this one thing. I have one fucking thing in my whole life. And it's Steve <laughs> Rogers. It's like, look at my stand. Like he's my little totem. <laughs> so Leave so when alone. the story is all over, we're just gonna have to sit her down and be like, just wait, and we'll we'll repeat the story of what happened. It's so okay. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. She'll it be like, gets better. She'll be like me with uh, the Flash and Batman. Nope. nope, nope, nope. But on uh, just a quick thing, uh, Champions number four, Mark Wade, awesome. It's uh, this one is kind of it doesn't cross over with the Inhumans versus X Men, but uh, they kind of bring it up with uh, Kamala Khan and Cyclops, and she kind of walks up to him and she's like, "Hey, what's uh, going on?" He's like, what's bothering you? Tell me. She's like, how can you tell? He's like, I work with telepaths like a lot. <laughs> They're inscrutable. So I've kind of picked up on it a little bit. And she goes, well, I'm an inhuman. You're a mutant. We kind of hate each other. And he's just like, I like you. Do you like me? She's like, yeah. He's like, then we're cool. That's it. <laughs> he's just like, we're cool. And he's like using his optic blast to propel like a piece of like a ship wing across the water <laughs> and the Hulk is like swimming in front of it and Spider-Man's holding I was it was just a great panel of the Hulk swimming with webs and Spider-Man's holding onto it and Cyclops is on the back just blasting the water but he does talk about how nice it is to just he's like I don't ever just get to go full max power full bore and not worry about hurting anyone he's just looking at the water and I'm like Scott the fish <laughs> you killed them all. <laughs> all these fish are gonna start popping up. But it's awesome. It's in that. This is one of the best books right now. This champion. So I'm pick excited it up. to read it when I get to it. Pick it up when you can. Getting closer every day. Okay. Being current with the comics. Did you have anything you want to say about Oath Number One before we move on? No. Okay. I think we covered it. Okay. Cool. So our topic was uh, comic books, single issues, story arcs, or graphic novels that have affected you personally. <laughs> and we can tell when this when this Captain America story arc comes out, mm-hmm. it's going to have a negative effect on Miss Ava DeSherwood. Who wants to go first? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. So... This is from 1982, so I don't remember the Before exact I was title. born. Yeah, this is, I, don't, I don't remember Damn. the exact title. Um, it's not even really a comic, per se. It was one of the... Back in the late 70s, early 80s, they did a series of like audio storybook adventures 
uh, Batman storybook adventures. Uh, so that was my introduction. Were to... they on records? <laughs> yes. I think I have those. <laughs> <laughs> they were on. They were on records, uh, and then some on cassette. Uh, I had some of both, but the one I really remember, and I'm pissed off because I can't remember the exact title. Um, it was like Batman and Robin and the mystery of the Sphinx or something. But it was it was awesome because I must have gone through that tape and read it at least a dozen times a night. <laughs> Yeah, those are cool. I would like well, to. Fi- were, yeah, I would like really to cool. find that, like archived somewhere. And yeah, check it out. I, I've been. I've been looking for it because I wanted to g- get something like that for my kids. Oh yeah, but well, they it's d- been. I can't. I can't find it. They do. They do have like that. That graphic audio company. Mm-hmm. They do the. They do like the the graphic uh, Marvel graphic novels and yeah. Marvel stuff like that, and like yeah. full audio mm-hmm. cast readings, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but my my memory of it. My memory of it is that it was. You know the the Adam West and Burt Ward a- acting acting it out. Bat cowl with eyebrows. Yeah. So, but so that was that was the the introduction for me. the The first like really big impact that was not just that oh I love this shit was the 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 Batman Death in the Family. Mm, the Jason Todd. Yeah. Ooh, oh, those. Did was... you? Were you one of the people that voted? No. Yeah, did you vote to kill him? No. My parents wouldn't let me vote. No. <laughs> it was See, like a dollar was... ninety nine. You don't get to choose someone's <laughs> life or death. What is this country coming to? You're like a dollar ninety nine. That sure is yeah. steep. Back for... in the eighties, no, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was young enough that I, I couldn't, you know, go into a comic store by myself to find comics. But I got introduced to that comic book. It was. Can't remember what grade I was in in elementary school, but they had some art students coming in, and uh, one of the guys was recreating the cover, hmm. just in like subway poster size. That's cool. And I must have stood there for an hour, and I stole his book. <laughs> <laughs> it was working from the book, and I'm like, "Wait, is that Robin? Did I'm Robin, taking this. Did Robin shit. die? Why is he look all messed up? Because you know, this was like the the introduction to." Hey, comic book characters can die, mm-hmm. and now they can die, die. Yeah, that, they can die, die. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I With grew a up crowbar. I grew up on like the Adam West Batman stuff. But as it, you got older, happen. you realized it wasn't the real Robin. Yeah, it wasn't the real Robin. <laughs> it was okay. It Hashtag was only, not my it was, Robin. It was only it was only Jason Todd. So it was okay. I got over it. But yeah, no, I I stole that. Hmm. I stole that guy's comic book. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it back to him after a little <laughs> while, <laughs> but I, I stole it and hid in the library and read the damn thing and gave it back to him. Hmm. He probably and that knew. Was, he was like, he oh, probably knew. He shit. wasn't surprisingly. He wasn't too pissed. I stole this, but I brought it back. Yeah. Is that okay? He's like, I yeah, brought it I back. It's like it. I didn't understand the Reagan stuff so much. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Reagan to me? <laughs> like I didn't really get the Joker and being like ambassador to like Saudi Arabia stuff. That didn't. I didn't really get that. But don't worry, son. That information <laughs> will trickle down to you. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. He hits oh. one. He hits one. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like that uh, designated hitter yeah. of baseball that whiffs, but every once in a while. Grand slam! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, ever since that, you know, first initial, like, shock of the bloody Robin, mm-hmm. you know, I, I haven't really been affected by much. It kind of, it killed That dulled it. it. it, it something in How me could died. you tell? Is it just on the yellow parts that you can see the blood? What? Is this the Robin that had the strike one? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, more, that's, that's not the first strike. What? Well, he's next. I've had like the eight. I've had like yeah. eight this, next this episode. Yeah. But didn't he have the red Robin have the red costume at the time? No. Well, it's, well, it was it's a red vest, but the, well, yeah. Right. I mean, there was some red, but there was a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, and explodey. There was a lot of blood and explodey, and <laughs> it was he. He he was tore up. He was torn up pretty good. Who would like to go next? I'll do... I'm just going to skim over the two that I have. Um, Most recent one was uh, the God Bomb of Thor, God of Thunder. Oh, my God. Jason Aaron. Introducing one of the greatest Marvel villains, in my opinion. And I just recently come to light that they may be bringing him back. And I'm kind of like, mm, yes. <laughs> and I hope that they keep him around for a while instead of just making him. And a, he's like a, a, he, it's Gore the Gore the God Butcher, and yep. like he's he's a good villain that they can throw up against, you know, like Hercules wow. and Thor and Angela and Loki. I think he's a he's a that character that can bounce between all those kind of mythical books. Yeah, he's really awesome. Yeah, that one was just really great and. I mean, I kind of understood his reasoning, but he was also unreasonable to the logic and any help to try to cure his pain of what happened to him. Um, so, yeah, he had to be eradicated. But I kind of wish he wasn't, and I'm well, kind of glad he's back, be. though. He might not I'm kind of glad he's back, though, if he's back. Um, and then the second is uh, Mark with a Mouth, Deadpool. <laughs> And it's just because of how crazy of a situation Mark with a Mouth just continues to become all along throughout the series. I mean, you go from him just taking a job for AIM to, as they say, get in, get out, or get in, grab, get out. It's just an extraction job, and it ends up being this complete tirade of just chaos. Because it's Deadpool. (laughs) And the one-liners are on key throughout the whole series. And the art remains really well throughout, even though it changes a couple times. And uh, the writing's really well. Yeah, and the covers are all movie covers, Yes, the movies are all movie covers. Um, The covers are covers of covers. Yeah, my favorite... (laughs) Actually, my my three top of the whole Merc with a Mouth is the Scarface... Then the Night of the Living Dead, and then the Jaws. The Jaws one's awesome. Jaws one's fantastic. It's Just like, artistically, it's fantastic. It's like the zombie Deadpool head, right? Coming up out of the water. Awesome. Yep. And then you have the Scarface one. Is the the classic black and white Scarface, half and half. And then he's holding the head. And it's just really, I mean, as simplistic as it is, it's just really well done. Um yeah, that series was just funny, and it's always been one that's always stuck in my head. And yeah, you said it well. You really liked that one, right? 
Oh, Mark of the Mouth, that's hands down my favorite Deadpool story. That's Yeah, that's the one I sell to people when they come in the store looking for a Deadpool book. I'm like, this is the one you need. This is all you need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ignore there all are the some ones. other good ones, but this is just, it's just A plus all the way through. Yeah, it's funny. It came from uh, Marvel Zombies issue number four is where that whole story arc started from is the zombie head of Deadpool. Headpool. Yep. Falls through a portal and <laughs> swamp in Florida in the, the zombie universe. Reality. Yep. Just ends up Swamp thing swamp. Nexus <laughs> <of> reality. Ends <laughs> up sitting Man thing. The head sorry, sorry, man just thing. ends up sitting on a beach for a little while and then for some reason gets put on a raft and he floats up this underground cave river and then the Savage Land people find him <laughs> and become he becomes a deity yeah. as a head. <laughs> yep. That's right. Yep. That's funny. And the whole reason why AIM wants him to go and extract the head is because it's got the zombie virus and they can use that as a bioweapon, mm-hmm. but they don't want Hydra to do it. And so when they think the whole project's going to be a moot, they don't want Hydra to have it, so <laughs> they decide they're going to blast the living shit out of Savage Lands. And, yeah. and then it continues, and then uh, Headpool's really hungry, apparently, and decides to take a bite out of a T-Rex during a humongous battle. <laughs> and T-Rex. the T-re- zombie T-Rex ends <laughs> up in New York. And now Fantastic Four, the whole Avengers, Spider-Man, they're all pissed at Deadpool over it. I think they're Can't constantly in a, at least a state of agitation with Deadpool. Oh, this is like at all them like, dude, like seriously... <laughs> We're going to have to talk about this afterwards. I think one of the other great Deadpool moments is, oh, man, was it Utopia? When they're off on their little island trying to be their own thing, and Deadpool wants to join the X-Men really bad. Uh And And they're like, you can't kill people, and he's all bummed out, and Necrotia happens. Mm -hmm. And shit's going down, and then when he finds out it's zombies, he's like... They're not really they're people. They're not red. He goes with the guns and the swords. He's like, yes. He made, he made his own costume. And they're like, no, you can't be on the team. He's like, well, I'm already dressed like you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the same kind of, well, it's it's a little different during the whole fear itself thing where he went down to Ace Hardware and bought a hammer <laughs> and like yeah. bedazzled it. And he was like, I've got one too. And he's dressed like MC Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> he was I got sad. a hammer too. He was sad he didn't get one of the, the hammers. One of the mystic hammers. It was cool. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Okay, go. My, I've been reading since I was twelve. I'm, uh, and so it's, <laughs> I, when I, was that? It, it's back, you know, back in the day. The them, the day. you know, then milk was only five cents. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading Seduction of the Innocent. <laughs> yeah. uh, but when you told me what this was going to be tonight, I was going over so many things, and it's changed, and it's changed, it's changed. It changed right when I was listening to him talk with Working with the Mouse. So I'm going to go with. The Jason Aaron Wolverine run, where Wolverine goes to hell, all that stuff. Oh, that it where it ends up being so they kill Wolverine, they bring a demon up in his body, and he's just wreaking havoc to the point where Emma and Cyclops they they have a back they have a plan on how to kill Wolverine if they ever have to because Cyclops of course has a plan exactly (laughs) take this fucker out. Uh, and of course, you know, before they can do that, he, he's able to get back in his body and everything. Isn't that the one where, uh, what's the one where Cyclops gets like the, the samurai sword? The, that's the, not, that's the that's, Miramasa blade. That yeah. is before. Yeah. That's that before is, that. that is okay, before I was going to say, yeah. doesn't that's, he that's give him a blade and go, here you go. That's what Wolverine used to kill case. Sabretooth, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this Jason Aaron story, as you read it, you're thinking you're getting these little 
story arcs, but it's all when it finishes, it's been this one big epic thing that you mm-hmm. have no idea what was going on until the end. He's so good at that. And you find out that uh it's all these people. Well, he he basically he goes through this house and they have these other like I guess you'd call them mutants, these people with special powers, and one by one he takes these people out. Kills them all in horrible ways to get to this this you know, the the final room of the house. And mm-hmm. it's he gets there and it's all these people that throughout the years, one way or another, Wolverine has screwed them over. Whether he killed someone that they loved or something happened during a battle. So all these people got together and they're like, we, we need to do something about this guy. And I believe, if I remember correctly, have you read this? Mm-hmm. The stuff I'm talking about? I think they all killed themselves. I think they drank the lemonade and yep. killed themselves and right. left left a book for him to read. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, as he's flipping through this book... All that these all these people that he just went through and just slaughtered to get to him are his children. Oh. They've actually gone through and did the research and like, oh, because he's he's been around for a while. Yeah. He gets yeah. around. All these people that he oh, just man. butchered were his kids. And that's oh, fucking Jason so Aaron. Good. Like he's done the same thing with <laughs> since he took over for Thor. Well, if man. you read like that early Thor and then you read the stuff now, you're like, that son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> he did that in issue six. <laughs> Where is you like twenty seven yeah. now? That bastard. My, Wasn't it Charles that brought up that oh. Jason Aaron tends to hate Beta Ray Bill because he kills him every time? No, no, I don't who, think that so. Wasn't Jason Which, Aaron, I don't remember. Who Jason Aaron's Beta Ray Bill is now. He's in there now, and he's mm-hmm. getting his shit kicked in. Mm-hmm. All the time. <laughs> I I cried during that. Oh, it, like, was, it was it was one of those. It was. It made me yeah. like like emotionally sick. And, and that doesn't happen a lot <laughs> yeah. in comics. I mean, um, one of my favorite scenes in that is when um, Emma takes Storm and Psylocke and his girlfriend at the time—I can't remember her name—the reporter. Chick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in his head and they're helping him fight off the demons. Yeah. And they go in and there's all these doors in his head, and he's like, "No, we don't want to open those." And they're like, "Yeah, we got to get through this." <laughs> Let's go. We, we got to go. And they're each um, slices of his personality. There's like the samurai Wolverine and the and Patch and mm-hmm. and all those guys. And then there's a giant door that has a phoenix symbol on it. Oh, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> we're not opening that door. <laughs> and then there's a door that has Kurt in it because Nightcrawler was dead I'm going to have to go back and read this. And Kurt comes out and, and Kurt's the one that goes and opens the phoenix door. He's like, nope, we need this. And then they... The, Gene with the Phoenix Fire burns all the demons out of his head. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and, I, and I think it was also uh, going to the Nightcrawler thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Jason Aaron wrote it. In, I don't think it was part of that overall storyline, but it was after Nightcrawler had died. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a just one single issue where Wolverine goes to this mountain and he's climbing up. Oh, with the piano? And he's throwing himself off the mountain and killing himself. Oh, And then oh, he'll regenerate yeah, yeah. and he'll climb it again and he just keeps throwing himself off the mountain. And mm-hmm. that was that was a pretty, yeah. pretty good story. When, when was this? Oh, my God. I'm going to say five, six years ago. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to find it to add it to my... Wolverine re- my Goes re- to Hell. Wolverine Goes to Hell is where it begins. This, yeah. Okay. And it's where it's also in that storyline Dakin and X twenty three meet for the first time too, and that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think know? that's where she's been that chainsaw thing that it we is, mentioned the that last time. Exactly, that's that same part too. That exactly where they that. keep cutting her in, in pieces and she regenerates. Yeah, it was a bad time for the Wolverine family. <laughs> <laughs> do you wanna go, Ryan? Yeah, do you wanna get hashtag deep? 
Yes. Okay. I I want to go deep. <laughs> Deepak wants to go deep. <laughs> so, um, on a lighter note, like I grew up with the comic book characters, not necessarily comic books themselves. Like watching Christopher E. Superman, I think that framed a lot of my moral compass when I was really little. Um, I watched and that kind of stuff. But um, I got into X Men in the '90s cartoon. That was my introduction to X Men, and I collected comics on and off. But then I got really into the comics um, in my 20s. Uh, I started reading, like, I went back and started reading from Giant Size X-Men number one on and started that kind of thing. Um, probably the, the, the storyline that influenced me the most, because I was reading it at the right time, um, was that I always loved the Phoenix Saga in the, in the cartoon. Reading the books, though, it's, it's a little different in significant mm. ways. Um, there's a scene... It, after the Dark Phoenix happens, where they're preparing for the battle on the moon with the Shi'ar, the Imperial Guard. Yeah. And they're training on a Shi'ar ship. And um, each of the X-Men, and, and the original five are there, and the, the expanded team, each of them are training in like the ship's danger room. And they're going through, they're all alone, each individually. And because Gene has uh, destroyed a planet... And that's why the Shi'ar are after her. She kills. She kills <sighs> the broccoli, broccoli people. people. She bro- destroyed broccoli the planet people. of broccoli people. Um, also known as Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> so each of the X-Men, in their own way, come to terms with this. Because their best friend, one of their best friends, has, has committed genocide. She's killed an entire civilization. Um, they, they are horrified by this. Like, legitimately... Like, they are not okay, and they don't know what they should do. Like, does she need to be killed? Like, is she going to do this again? And they each come to terms with this in that we are going to support our friend, and but not support what she's done. And and that's how they decide to fight for her, because they have to fight to the death with the Shi'ar Imperial Guard for Jean's life. Yeah, um, that whole thing. I was reading that at a time when I was dealing with some really horrible choices that I've made in my life that really hurt a lot of people that I loved. And that really helped me kind of develop a sense of hope that maybe I could restore some of those relationships because they each restored a relationship with Gene. So that was kind of helping me a lot at the time. So hashtag deep, <laughs> but cool. that's probably one of the that ones is, that, that is, helped me the most. That is not the kind of deep <laughs> <laughs> that I was asking. <laughs> He wanted you to stretch. <laughs> so you wouldn't pull a hammy. Our yeah. Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Our hearts. So yeah, that was that's my that's probably the most influential one of my life. I like that. Cool. Thanks. I'll go next. <laughs> I I typed some notes for mine because that's the kind of person I am. Um, I like that. Organized. Um Except you hate when I make people do lists. This is not a list of emotions, joy, happy, sad. This is, this is actual mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I went with graphic novels just because I'm a club. Um, so I narrowed it down to just one that was most influential, but I had a couple that I wanted to mention first just because they're really good reads. Um, Kingdom Come, obviously, uh, was the first graphic novel that I read where the artwork is what really pulled me in. Alex, Alex freaking Ross. I want that man to draw my <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> um, pr- 
prior to that, I would normally look for names on graphic novels just for the authors. And I was like, well, I just, I don't really pay attention to the art, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this was the first one where I was like, wow, like the art really made this graphic novel something really extraordinary. But also Mark Wade. Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's not yeah, like you got I mean, a slouch well, writing the, it. Yeah, it was, that was just one of my first introductions to Alex Ross. And then mm-hmm. it started getting me rolling towards like finding names that I really liked in the industry as far as art goes and uh, rolling with that. The next one was Mouse um, or Mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. Was really emotional. That one. Uh, Jesus. Which is basically um, a Holocaust. Um, this, uh, it's Art it's a, Spiegelman. Yeah, and wrote it's it. like his dad. Yeah, his it's dad his was in the story. Holocaust. Yeah. And um, it's basically. The Jews are portrayed as mice, and then the Nazis are portrayed as cats. The Poles are like frogs, yeah, or the French like are that. frogs. Yeah, French are frogs. And then the Polish people are maybe pigs. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Uh, and then the Americans are dogs. So you basically have that hierarchy of like cats prey on mice, but then dogs prey on cats. It was really cool. Um, I love the way that it was written. That's actually the an Art Spiegelman quote is like the, has been the banner for book club since I started it, mm-hmm. uh, just because of how influential that was. And then finally, Stuff of Legend was my other runner up. Um, that really kind of got me into more independent type stuff. And then it was a scary comic book. Um, normally, it's like oh action, yeah, kick ass. And then Stuff of Legend happened. It was basically it's a little boy who gets sucked into his closet by the boogeyman, and all of his toys have to go in after him. It was just. A really sweet little story and also terrifying because people get ripped in half. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My final one, my absolutely number one favorite graphic novel was Elephant Men by Richard Starkings. I don't think I've read that. It's it's pretty cool. Mm. So the premise, which this massive thing that I wrote up, I'll only read part of it, is um, there's a corporation called MAPPO, M-A-P-P-O. It takes about... 200 uh, years from now, but basically they start breeding humans and animals together in this like super secret government facility. And they kidnap these women from these indigenous villages and then they like make them carry like half wart hog, half elephant, camels, zebras, rhinos, hippos, giraffes, hyenas, crocodiles. And then they give birth to these children and it kills the women when they give birth, obviously. Yeah. Um, They're kind of big babies. (laughs) And uh, they're basically the super soldiers that this evil corporation um, raises up. And they're basically just killers and with this Orwellian mindset um, where it's like very big brother-ish. Like everything that they do is for this corporation and they have no free thought. Well, finally, the UN sends an army in to fight and free up all these elephant men and also to Mm. like try to keep women from being pawns of this government scheme. There's, like, a massive fight. The elephant men actually fight against the UN, kill a whole bunch of people, but the UN eventually wins. And then when they're done, they release the elephant men into real life. Society. Yeah. And so <laughs> basically everybody's like, oh, my God, these they're monstrosities. They're not natural. They're, like, these weird hybrids. Um, there's a lot of intolerance happening. And then also the elephant men suffer from things like PTSD. They, like, have – a lot of them have drug problems. Other ones kind of become mm. – it's just very – it's, like, a very honest commentary on what happens a lot with, like, our own soldiers. Just they can – the government doesn't take care of them. They use them as pawns of war, and then it just isn't good for anybody. Um, a lot of people go insane. And it, it it's just a really smart 
graphic novel that is one that's probably good to reread now just to see how the government can really take, like, stick its fingers into just unnatural things and then ruin people's lives because of it. And the women who get involved with this, these elephant men in the graphic novels are ostracized from society and they're viewed as threats. And it's, you can almost apply it to any social injustice that's ever happened. You can pick out a storyline that's happened in the elephant men graphic novels and be like, oh yeah, like this is civil rights from like the sixties. This Mm -hmm. is how we treat our American soldiers when they come back. This is the government is terrible. Big government will do literally anything to make money and war and, um, that was my number one pick. And it's actually the graphic novel that made me start the graphic novel book club in 2011. Because nobody, cool. nobody had read it, and I wanted to talk about it. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that was a long-winded, but thank you for letting me ramble. <laughs> it's fine, because I couldn't decide. Actually, I could. I just brought them with me. Um, <laughs> uh, the first one, again, I guess, runner-up for the one that affected me the most was uh, The Killing Joke. Um, Good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I it was the first comic or graphic novel I ever read where I flipped the page and was like, "What the?" F-? I had to go back and was like, "No, no, what just happened?" Like it blew my mind. And I just remember that was one of the first times that that happened to me. And then there's uh. <laughs> I tried to scoop my chair in, and it's just, like, glued to the carpet. <laughs> so I just, like, face-planted it into the microphone. <laughs> ASMR. Sorry. ASMR. <laughs> um, but, and then, like, there's the where Gordon is going naked through the teacup mm-hmm. ride. And you're just like, <laughs> what? Alan uh-huh. Moore, what are you doing? And then you realize it's Alan Moore. And mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, no, that makes sense. Um, the other one that I read <laughs> was Witches, because that one I read the first is the first trade of Witches, um, from Image, Scott Snyder, Jock, uh, Matt Hollingsworth did the colors on it, but, um, reading, I read the first issue and then I, it was like at nighttime and then I'm like, nope. And I just kept going <laughs> and I just kept going and I finished the whole thing and it was like two in the morning and then I couldn't sleep because it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, you gave witches. me that to read, and I did a very similar thing where I started reading it at night, and I was like, fuck that, and I put it away <laughs> for the next day. The part where they, the girl gets pulled into a fucking tree, and it's... When, like, the mom, when they're, like, in the tree, and then the little boy's, like, pledged is pledged. I was like, slide away from me, please. It's so good. I can't remember if it was the final issue or the trade that has, like, that little little like six page story at the end and then kind of his his story saying how he thought of this which i thought was kind of creepy as well yes yes yeah it's in the trade yeah it's in the trade um and uh we were talking about it over the weekend how they never really show the witches Mm -mm. they're always in shit it's just eyes or you get limbs or silhouettes of them and i'm like oh that's definitely done on purpose it was very blair witchy where the the idea of it is a lot scarier than the actual image. Yes. So it's like, I'm like, what the fuck and do the these art, things look the like? the artwork and went art. along so yeah. well with the and story. It's, it's like, um, if you're very, if you're very visual, I guess, with how you like to consume these types of things, it's, which you would have to be because they're graphic. 
it's a graphic novel. <laughs> That's the whole premise. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But anyway, the idea is that you can't get a full image of what they really totally look like. And it's not annoying, but it's like really disturbing because I'm like, I want to see it. And I want to like have my brain figure out what's up with their heads. What's up with these weird eye things? <laughs> and the teeth. How tall are they? What do their hands look like? Are you they wearing dimensions, clothes? damn it. Yeah. And it's, you don't really get that from the art. Oh. And so it's, it's, Annoying in, in in other graphic novels, but then in this one, it was so perfect because I'm like it, yeah. still thinking about it. Yeah, if they would have just showed me it, I would have been like, mm. yeah, exactly. Mm. And I, uh, we also talked about the. There's a lot of like splatter design on it, and I know Ryan's not a big fan of that, but the more into the witches that you got, the more you saw that. Because if you read yeah. at the beginning, it's very clean mm. for the most part. There's a little bit here and there. But then as it gets crazier and crazier, the splashes get crazier and crazier. And I'm like, that's actually, it's actually really cool. It took me like a few pages in to realize that was part of the art. Because I thought you just kind of like, I was like, why does he keep splashing stuff on the page? It's like the equivalent of when you're watching a scary movie and then the music gets all fucked up. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, something's going to happen. And and it's like the same thing. It's yeah. like you get the visual cues with it. You're like, mm-hmm. <gasps> something's coming. And yeah. Snyder, um, going back to like one of my all-time favorite single issues, I it was, I want to say Batman four or five when he's down in the labyrinth of the court of the mm. owls. Yep, and he's all messed and up. And he's getting, he's going crazy because yeah. he's like starving to death. Yeah, yep. and you flip a page and you're like, wait a minute, I think this is misprinted. So you have to turn it sideways turn to read it. it. You flip the page and you're like, oh, I've got to turn it this way to read it. And then you flip the next page, you're constantly turning yeah. the book, so you're going insane trying to read the book. While Batman's going insane, and him when and the Capu- book's over, him with, and you're like, were like, that was amazing. Everything. Everything right with that. Um, next, the last runner-up is uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, where they brought uh, Hal Jordan back. Uh, I love a Hal Jordan was always my favorite DC character, and I really liked what they what they did with this. Um, one of my favorite things is uh, it's Ollie Green Arrow gets the ring, and he has to shoot an arrow. He shoot because of course he shoots an arrow with the ring, and he's just it takes a lot out drain, of and he's like, oh my god, and he's like, is it like that? And Hal's like, every time, and that just brought a whole all of the constructs that he's done. I was like, wow, that's talk about you know, willpower. That's that's like it it shows how much he actually has. And then he also punches I chills from that. You did a good job. <laughs> <of telling that. laughs> He also punches Batman square in the damn face. Which <laughs> that is, way, write that okay. down. <laughs> <laughs> which is Punch always, Batman square in the damn face. Always the best. And Guy Gardner's like, yeah, I knew I liked that guy. You see that one punch? Knocked his ass out. Um, Somebody starts yelling, like, world star. <laughs> you know world why Guy star. Gardner liked that so much, right? Because he hates Batman. No, because Batman <laughs> punched out Guy Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there's a part in it, too, where Jon Stewart gets up, like, because Batman immediately blames Hal. He's like, oh, this is Hal's fault. It's, it's got to be. And Jon Stewart, like, they're, all the lanterns are kind of going a little crazy in it. But he gets right up in Batman's face. He's like, you know what? You know what? I, I just figured out why... Why uh, you and Hal never got along. And he's like, you were never afraid, or Hal was never afraid of you. Take away the bat, what do you are? What are you? Just a man. And like, he's getting ready to throw down with Batman. I'm like, oh, Jon Stewart's going to punch him? And then he didn't. That's like right at the beginning. 
And so it's like a culmination of, oh, when's Batman going to get punched in the face? When's Batman going <laughs> to And then he finally does, and you're like, yes. And they also go into like all the, because you've got Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart, and Hal Jordan, and they're all fighting. I think it's Sinestro, Parallax, demon thing at mm-hmm. the end. And he goes and he goes into detail of how each of their constructs that they use are different. How Kyle is an artist, so his are all like creative and all over the place and free flowing. And then you get up to John Stewart, and he's an architect, so everything is sturdy and built correctly. And Guy Gardner's just force. He doesn't know anything else. He just goes force. And then he's like, and then there's me. I just use exactly as much as I need to. And he's like, boop, and just knocks him on the nose. And it was great. Um, but my my number one was, uh, if you watched our Facebook when I drunk explained this. It's <laughs> um, <Is> that? <coughs> yes. You and you drunk-splained it. Drunk-splained it. Uh, Daredevil, Guardian Devil by Kevin Smith and Joe Casada did the art. Which I'm not, the art in it is not, it's, it's reverse Liefeld. So he's got really big hands and really big feet. Like, it's all <laughs> hands and feet. I've got to see this. That's just, that's just the way uh, he draws them. But, um, it kind of looks like the really extra guy throwing salt on the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I just pulled that out of your hand. You mean salt, salt bay? Yeah, Salt Bay. It looks like Salt Bay. <laughs> but it's 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 a lot of my stories that I really like revolve around like you think you know what's going like the character you think you're on the same page and you know what's going on, but then like there's you know a detail throws in there and you're like oh wait a minute like uh, old old man Logan is another one that's kind of like that and coincidentally they're both involving the same villain. Where I had zero respect for Mysterio. He was just a guy that wears a bowl on his head. And then you see what he does in Old Man Logan. And you see what he does in Guardian Devil. And you're like, holy shit, don't fuck with Mysterio. He will mess your world up. Um, he basically convinces a young girl that, she was, that her child is... Um, not, not the Antichrist, but she's a... Uh, Opposite of the end, the next savior, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she brings the baby to Daredevil and is uh, to Matt Murdock, and goes, oh, God told me that you're the Daredevil and you're going to watch my baby or you're going to take care of my baby, and just drops the baby off with him. Guy shows up, tells him the baby is actually the Antichrist, and he needs to kill the baby. So it's like really playing on his his Catholic beliefs and stuff like that. And, uh, well, I'm going to say is apparently that artist doesn't know that femurs don't bend that far. That is Joe Quesadilla you were talking about. <laughs> 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 um, and it's Kevin Smith. And it, so it of course starts out with this, it, this letter from Karen when she's mm-hmm. saying that she's leaving him mm-hmm. and she's going Karen. back to going back to and it like so he is in a he's already in this depressed mood and then all of this happens i do like that he uh immediately calls the black widow <laughs> when he's feeling down he but he hangs Sasha, up i have this baby i need to kill want to come hang out <laughs> but he, <laughs> she's like do i <laughs> he doesn't even talk to her like it rings and he goes what am i doing it hangs up next like that night she's like so matt what's going on 
we going to do this on the couch or on the roof? And he's like, whoa, whoa, I need you to watch this baby. And she's like, what the shit is this? <laughs> and then he leaves and she's like, I used to be an Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and he goes and he talks to Doctor Strange to see if like, because he's like, this can't be right. So he's like, maybe it's magic. And he goes and talks to him and he's like, no, no, but there's a, you know, there's a chemical. And so he gets even more confused because you just think this is like magical stuff. And then it opens that door. Then Karen comes back and tells Matt that she has AIDS. And so you're just like, Matt is having a bad week. <laughs> He's having a really bad week. I think Karen's having a worse week, but I don't Yeah, know. it's, yeah, that's true. Karen. <laughs> yeah. Karen, Karen also, if you remember, sold his identity to the kingpin for crack money. Yes. So the she's AIDS. made. Is that ever like. But turns out she doesn't really have AIDS because fucking Mysterio is an asshole. What? <laughs> and he went there and disguised as a doctor and I said, I remember oh, all yeah. this from drunk comic yeah, book history. You've got. Mm-hmm. You, you don't, uh, you know. You, the only reason you have AIDS is because that Antichrist was born and your boyfriend won't kill him. And she, it looks like she's going to do it, but then, um, like, at the last second, she's like, no, I, ca- I can't kill an innocent child. Karen. And then Bullseye throws Daredevil's billy club right through her chest and kills her. Karen's dead. And I remember that because having been a Daredevil fan for a long time, Karen was like that. In the early stuff was the, you know, the 60s, like, I'm just the receptionist, and I really have a thing for Matt, but and then, follow, like, the whole love triangle thing, and she's just really, like, the way they wrote, she was a very shallow person, because they didn't know how to write people, apparently, in the 60s, but, um... Then eventually she became Gwen Stacy. <laughs> but, uh, um... But, and then all of the, like, the horrible stuff she did in... Frank Miller, when Frank Miller had the helm of Daredevil with her going and she came a crackhead and a porn star. and But then Matt was just like, you know, it's all right. Come back. You can come back. He can always come back to me. And then she leaves him again. And then she comes back to him again with the this. So it was just like, this is the, you know, the final rotation of that Matt Murdock, Karen Page relationship because she gets killed. And, and it's all just because Mysterio, he had terminal cancer and he wanted to take down a villain or take down a hero. And he considers him like a D-list hero because he couldn't do it to Spider-Man. So he went and bought all the information that he would need from the Kingpin. And then he, like Mysterio ends up killing himself at the end of it. And it's just like, it's, it, I don't know. It's not classic Kevin Smith, but like the whole, <laughs> like the way the story art goes feels very Kevin Smith. So I, yeah. And I just remember it's one that I've read over and over and over again. Every time I'm like, you know, I need to, I want to read some more Daredevil. I'm waiting for the next issue to come out. It's always this. I've read this so many times, but that's mine. To nobody's surprise, it's Daredevil. <laughs> and if you want to hear a much more entertaining version of that, watch the drunk yeah. one. Yeah, it was, the, the it was less sad when you explained it yeah, the last time. Yeah, it was time. way less sad. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be Because he was drunk and happy. Yes, I was <laughs> drunk and happy. This is a sad, messed up story. Kind of like Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Mysterio's a fucking asshole. Oh my god. <laughs> what Mysterio did to Logan in that. 
yeah. That just, yeah. yeah. And I've gone back and tried to, uh, like, read that again, and I'm trying to, like, okay, which one was that actually? Which one was that one actually? When, he, when he's... When oh. he, yeah. When he's doing his thing? Yeah. I was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is that one... You want to pick out one? who he killed each time that he killed exactly. someone? Exactly. And I keep, I keep going back. Oh, that one was Jubilee. That one was Kitty. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out who that last one was. Because in my brain, it's Cyclops. Yeah, I think it's Cyclops. <laughs> Where he just keeps fighting and he just keeps going. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. All right. We've gone stupid long with this podcast. But it's been a lot of fun. Lots of comics. And I always enjoy that. Um, plug your shit. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Utah GNBC. The next one that we're reading is going to be Paper Girls. The event is posted on our Facebook page. I think that would have been much better in the Ava voice. We're reading Paper <coughs> Girls. Please visit Facebook.com backslash Utah GNBC and ASMR. Oh, that's it. I'm done. That's all you get. (laughs) Are you done? done? (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to make more noise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Habit of words. (laughs) (laughs) If you want a website for any reason, go to my friend because he'll do an awesome job. Christopher.codes. If you want some awesome art, go to ChristopherSJohns.com. There's lots of Guardians of Galaxy art and Finding Dory art and lots of cool stuff. So go buy stuff. Deep Okay. Like you're staring at me. Why are you staring at me? Oh god damn, it's my turn. You can find me at uh, Watch Play Read and Utah Outcast. This is Deepak. Hot Deepak. Got your hot Deepak right Going here. Balls Deepak. <laughs> Hashtag Deepak. Go to the nerd store. Get your nerd on. Buy some awesome comics, toys, cards, all sorts of fun shit. Yeah, you should uh, ask them about some of the stuff that we talked about today. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely come pick some of this shit up. All, everything we talked about today, awesome, awesome stuff. <laughs> um, YouTube.com forward slash TH3BR3W. That's the brew. Three threes instead of these. Brew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you can go and see. Uh, you can. Yeah, see. Yeah. It's I guess you can. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's turned into fucking Dracula tonight. Go to the nerddomepodcast.com where you can get our podcasts and you can read articles and such that we post up there. Uh, you can also find us on podheld.com, iTunes, Stitchers, them Google Plays. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Nerd Dome, uh, Facebook uh, Nerd Dome Podcast, and uh, if you again, if you guys have any questions, comments that you would like to direct towards us or to have us answer, just leave them in the comments, and we'll yell back at you or something. Yep. We will literally yell. We'll, we'll holla back. Holla? Not me though, because I ain't. No, 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 no
I don't know what a hollaback girl is, but I know I want her dead. Are you a whisperback girl? <laughs> Ryan, don't forget to subscribe. You may now exit the dome. Hail Hydra. Finus. Fuck responsibility. I can see the whole time! <laughs> Now that you've exited the Nerd Dome, head on over to PodHell.com and download all of the latest episodes from all the podcasts on the PodHell Network. That's PodHell.com. If you'd like, you can head over to iTunes to subscribe to our iTunes to automatically be updated when our episodes drop. Again, that's PodHell.com, and we'll see you next week.